P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Bowie. It's fun to have some fun. Fun, fun. Tommy, that's uh, a pay-pay. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm uncool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans. Welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to watch great movies. And today, we're watching a movie I really like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not going to talk about it all, though, because I heard that it's offensive to talk about politics in front of other people. Yes, politics and religion. Yeah. So we'll do that on doubt, right? That, that, that's yeah, a politics that's, and religion special. Yes, yeah. and then doubt. And today's film, of course, selected by you Hoff fans out there, yeah, is the Ides of March. And today is March first. So, is yeah. it the real Ides? Of Watch March? your back. No, right? The real Ides of March is in November. No, <laughs> for us. I th- how, I'm very really confused. How? Oh, because of politics. Because of election day. I don't know. I, and ooh. Is it gonna? Is this gonna be a political episode? Am I gonna ask you about your political leanings, Kyle? I think you should. <laughs> I don't know because we like listeners, but <laughs> no, it's not the actual Ides of March, which is what the fifteenth. Yeah, that's what I thought. I had to look it up just in case. Oh yeah, okay. Which yeah. is of course when Caesar was stabbed in the back, which is alluded to a lot in this film. If I remember correctly, we'll find out. But, uh, There's a lot of backstabbing in this film, so it's like the OJ's made it or something. That's not. I'm sorry. That's not a reference to OJ Simpson. <laughs> that's what that I is thought. a reference to the Motown group, the OJ's, that have a hit song called Backstabbers. So I just want to make that clear. Right now. I was like, Whoa, as much as I like to heated episode, yeah, as much as I like to promote foodie films by bringing up OJ, not what I meant. I meant the Motown. Group. The layers here. The layers. I meant the Motown group. The OJs and their hit song, Backstabbers. Really connecting with our target demographic by yeah. citing a, a, a Motown group. But uh, no, I, I was excited that this film was picked. It won against God's Pocket, another film that's good that I definitely want to see, and we'll definitely add that to our polls in the next couple months. I guess we really were making it like a political or religious choice between... You're right, yeah. It was religion versus politics, and politics won. Interesting. That's I guess that's the direction. The Hoffan spoke. The Hoffan spoke, and this is they want the politics. They don't want God. Yeah. So, um, I guess truly that the the mix we should we should have done like an episode of uh, be called Church and State, and that would have been the doubt versus this is this his. One. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what was the political trilogy that we? Oh, well, let's just start. We're gonna. No, start no, no. We can talk about the political trilogy. Okay, it was this. Yeah. It was that documentary? The documentary. And, oh, Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, duh. Yeah, okay. And now I can't remember the documentary's name. (laughs) We're terrible Hoff fans today. Sorry, guys. He didn't act in it, and I'm more interested in his acting career, so... 
That's true, my, true. That's, but my, that's my scapegoat. Uh, I thought that was a good documentary. It's funny because our guest on that documentary was our guest on uh, our regular critical analysis, co- I guess. What political we? correspondent. <laughs> yes. But what I, what are we calling the P... This is P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, if we didn't say that already. Yes. This is where we rewatch the films. But we had a whole round, of course, if you're listening for the first time, where we just talked about the films. Episode 52? Yes. This was episode 52. And our guest was Dan Pichelle. Yeah. Dan Pichelle, who had a brief political career and all Very that. Very brief. So, yeah. <laughs> well, he might return again. For the sake of Pennsylvania, I hope not, but he might return again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kid. Dan Pichelle, if you're listening out there, we love you. Anything else you want to say before we get the Ides of March started? I think uh, I'm, I'm ready for this film. One last thing. Guys, you want to obviously pop in your Ides of March Blu-ray or yes. DVD if you stream it somewhere. I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere right now. I just happen to own it. You can still rent it, so. Yeah, or you could rent it. But we're at, like, the... We paused it at, like, the first burst of, like... Is it Columbia's logo? Yeah. At the Columbia the torch, logo. yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle, why don't you take a picture of that? That would be a good idea. Like, to see, see where we are. And sure. And we can post it on our Instagram. That's going to get a lot of likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, and of course, if hey, you want to... Where's the Blu-ray cover? Let me grab that. All right. This, gonna, this is getting technical, people. Oh, oh, before I forget to definitely listen through, watch with us, mm-hmm. be on our couch with us, and enjoy this film with us. Yeah. Enjoy all the... What do they say? March comes in like a lion. Be in the like voting booth with us. That's a little weird. Only one person allowed at a time. I like breaking the law. You wouldn't be allowed in a voting booth. That, that's why you don't win elections. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. No, um, but you want to listen throughout because we're going to announce the movies that you guys can vote on for April's episode. Yeah. Spring into spring. <laughs> yes. With- like I was about to say, March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb, and we get a beautiful April showers to May flowers thing. Ah. Uh. Good, good. That's, exactly. <laughs> That's the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. You want to press play? Count yes. We'll count it down in three, two, one, play. I wonder who she was, like who the model for the Columbia... Uh... I'd like to meet her. She's not... People think that's a Statue of Liberty, but she's clearly not Statue of Liberty. She's not holding the book. She's not green. No. She's uh, she's a ginger. I like her. She kind of reminds me of that actress that came in the later years of Boy Meets World. Oh. Whew. Rachel? Ma- Maitland Ward. Rachel. I think. Right. She's... Let's just say she has a current profession of taking risque photography now. Oh, really? Yes. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how I know that. I look things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's this walking up? Oh. Daddy Goss. Daddy Goss. I said I would ask you again. Do you still consider yourself the chubby Ryan Gosling? Ah... Uh... No, I just I mean that was just always I never I never truly did. I just it was a good quick little line to say to a woman like, "Ah, oh, And I'm did you say this to women? Was oh, this part of your, like your dating profile? Yeah. Not not part of the profile, but part of like my original like conversation started. <laughs> Is he part of like the Lazy Eye Club? 
You know, like, there's that, like, there's, well, like, there's that whole... Does he have a lazy eye? Well, it's not lazy, I'm sorry, not lazy eye. That's totally, I'm not trying But, it's, like, a little lower. I never noticed that, and I don't want to notice it, because I'll never unsee it. Not that that's, like, an insult to anybody, but... No. I'm just, like, looking for it now. <laughs> Supposedly, I mean, there's just, like, a group of, like, famous people that people point out. And they're, out. like, reptilians, and they're going to take yeah. over the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, one of those... I'm pointing, I was just, yeah, I was going to say that there's, like, some kind of conspiracy theory for, like, actors that have that look. We should mention the director of this film is one of... Jorge... Our, yeah. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Jorge Clooney. Jorge Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> um... I love this opening scene. Like, this movie had me hooked from the opening scene, because you think he's making a speech. You're not sure, like, who's the president or whatever, or who's, like, going to be elected, and he's just, like, testing testing it out. Yeah. Now, not to brag, and I shouldn't be bragging, because I don't make any money off of this, but I was a government and politics major in college, St. John's University. I, I'm not in politics now, so the degree Go did nothing. red. Storm. Storm. Now, but I love this kind of political intrigue. I love these political dramas. We should mention the writer of this and the play. It's based on Farragut North. Yes. Um, which? How did they not use that title? Great. <laughs> I like the title because I know like DC Metro stops. Yeah. I'm a transit junkie, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's this actor's name? Because I see him in a lot of stuff too. Oh, he's called. Uh, he's Brunette, called. Yeah, Brunette Aussie. <laughs> Is he Australian? I I mean he's I think so. Hmm. Ooh, I like the Interesting. little snare drum. This is a very Ohio movie, but very Cincinnati movie. And Mr. Clooney grew up in a suburb of Cincinnati, so... Yeah, and like, I think on the Kentucky side, right? I believe, because, you know, it's right across the river. On the, oh, I thought he grew up in Ohio. Hmm. But... I always thought it was Kentucky. We'll have to look it up. Wait, is there a Kentucky side to Cincinnati? Not the city, but, you know, it's like... Europe. No, it's right on the river. It's on the yeah. river, yeah. On the Ohio River, yeah. yeah. No, I... Yeah, okay. The airport's in Kentucky, for example. Oh, didn't know that. You'll see, they go to Kentucky in one or two scenes. But I love films like this. Oh, I was going to mention the play is written by, I think, Bo Willimon is his name. Mm-hmm. And he... What a great southern name. <laughs> great play, great writer, and he was the original showrunner, I believe, or at least, like, head writer for House of Cards. But he left, I think, due to creative differences. Ah, and I get it. Like the first season of the House of Cards are much more enjoyable to me. Wasn't that also that was David Fincher too, right? Could be. I'm not too sure. To, yeah. But Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. I always want to say Rachel Evan Wood, but it's Evan Rachel Wood who's obviously uh, huge now due to Westworld. Westworld. Where, where did you? Where did she first catch your eye? What was the film? Across the Universe. That oh, musical yeah. film with the Beatles song. For sure. Yeah. That to me and the wrestler, the wrestler for yeah. me was like. But the but the first thing I saw her in was that gotcha. movie, and I then l- she was on True Blood as well. Sorry, oh True Blood, of course. I was gonna say I love the speech he gives here because I, I love what he says after the speech. I forgot what he says, but I wish a candidate would talk like that. Yeah. Again, we don't want to get really too political on this episode. This is about films and and having fun. Yeah, but not, this is... Yeah, like, it really makes you think, like... 
you know, I, I probably would vote for all these candidates, you know, <laughs> over over what we've been given. Lately. Yeah, this is very similar to like West Wing in a way, where it's just like it doesn't work out this way. Like, I mean, the no. the the down the low point of this film, you're like, that's what I believe it. Yes, no, exactly. <laughs> West Wing. I don't want to get into that either, but West Wing is way too idealistic. Oh, the last season with like when it's like Alan Alda running against Jimmy Smits. I'm just like, no. Oh, we just saw our first scene with with our man. Oh. So there he is, Woo. Paul Zara is his character. Yeah, standing across from Paul Giamatti. What a what a cast! Billions. That's my Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Big fat liar. Yeah, there's a Merlot. Talk about two different looking people, different looking white men, I should say. Okay, so <laughs> Brad Pitt was originally going to be Paul Zara, so he was going to be Hoffman. Well, yeah, and they're both in Moneyball. They're both in Moneyball, but, you know, Brad Pitt, big tie-in with George Clooney to the Oceans films. Mm. But I'm just thinking, Brad Pitt next to Daddy Goss. That's oh, just too like, much sexy. Yeah. No offense, yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. Ho- but We I mean, love you, but... Yeah, I'm Hoffman. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the... Are you... I don't want to say Chubby Phillips or Hoffman, because he's kind of chubby, but... I'm uh, the, the non-talented Phillips <laughs> <laughs> What a prick. I love it. I love it because it's like it just shows a scary thing about politics that is really behind the scenes kind of a game. They're all getting paid and the stakes are really, really high. Mm-hmm. But it's about outmaneuvering people and that's what this film really is about. That and this is one of, I think, like a rare film that we're seeing like it's about two Democrat. you know, it's the Democratic nominee. Another person from The Wrestler. From The Wrestler and another uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman collaborator from uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, oh, yeah. 2007 Marissa film. Tomei. Yeah. My, and it, we don't try to objectify people here, but she... she this is just a beautiful cast. I'll just... We can just leave it she, Yeah, fair. Everyone in this film, almost, is so pretty. <laughs> And I love her with glasses. I'm just going to leave it... I'm into it. I'll leave it at that. So she plays like a muckraking reporter, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. St. Gabriel can blow his horn. And you can tell that uh, Gosling is learning from Hoffman. I don't mean as an actor, probably, but the character In both ways, yeah. Yeah, in both ways, probably. On screen, off screen. I just... Oh, the foreshadowing. Just the... This is the the best I've ever felt. Yeah. (sighs) And he... he, This is... We were looking it up, we're like, wow, this is like later in his career, Hoffman, but he looks great. (laughs) When you looked up to see what episode number this was, and you're like 52, and we did 64 episodes or something like that. And a lot of them weren't I'm like, no. And it, well, and it was. It's just this is. He looks so full of life and full of energy. Because mm-hmm. you know? he yeah. plays some like downtrodden characters later in his career. Yes, but this is yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I just love. Look at this great triangle of actors. He walks away. He's just so smart. Ida. <laughs> the thing is, she is so good at her job. Yes. That she knows she's never going to get through Paul Zara, Hoffman's character. But she knows she has a chance with, with Daddy Goss. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> just chipping away. Can we can we talk about his accent and how it's this? It's fake, right? Yeah, he's even admitted it that like he made up an accent. Yeah, he's Brian just like, yeah, saying, no, oh, the no. good Canadian he is. <laughs> he's like, I can't tell a lie. Yeah, yeah, do like your I'm best Hoffman. Yeah. I mean, do your best Gosling voice. I need to do a quick listen to him again to take it back in. Ida, I'm not that naive. That's my yeah. You know, it's, it's just, a little New York. Yeah, it's, it's a little like, yeah, yeah. That, exactly. You gotta you know, it's like a little you know. It's not like tough guy. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. <laughs> and my balls, my you know, right tools. <laughs> Like a chance. I think my Philip Seymour Hoffman's a little bit better. Philip Seymour Hoffman talks like this. You know, he's just really down sometimes. Uh, critics. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to give you that information. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a Greek, ro- like Roman play going on right now. Yeah, the Ides of March. I know. It's so. Is this Clooney's best? I mean, he's he's directed a couple of really good movies. What Good Night, Good Luck? Good Night, and Good Luck would be up there. Um, oh, I'm for the uh, Leatherheads. Com- 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 yeah, that's just, <laughs> uh, com- Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with Sam Rockwell. That's his oh, yeah. debut. That's a really good one. This is the most enjoyable to me. I'll put it that way. This is the most enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Is a little weird. Well, it's the 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 bookends to the scene, right? It began with him and it ends with him. It's interesting that wait, but the, where did Philip's Hoffman go? Bathroom, I guess. Or maybe oh, okay. to have a cigarette. Does he smoke? Yep, definitely a cigarette. <laughs> He yeah. knows exactly what to leak, you know. Yeah. You just feel like he's done this so many times. And we see so many insecure Hoffman characters throughout the years. Yeah. The, now, look, he does show a little bit of insecurity in this film, but he definitely looks like he's in such command. He's just right a, he's a pro. Yeah, exactly. He's a pro. He's a veteran of the game, and it is a game. You got Find out this guy's name when you have a chance. Okay. And the reason the first thing I saw him in was The Social Network. He's yeah, with the Winklevoss yeah, yeah. twins, with yeah. Army Hammer. You're right. Um, and then... Uh, he's also in that... What's that? The Google movie with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Oh, really? Yeah, and that he that. has an Australian accent in. So I'm like, there's no reason for him to have an Australian <laughs> accent in that. So that's what, that's what leads me to believe that he's an Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> Gosling's obviously like an up and coming star. He's I mean he's already at this point, I mean he's he's a pretty well known name between he was nominated for half Oh no, I meant I meant uh Oh, in the political circles. Yeah, in the political oh, okay. circles. I meant his character. Okay. Yeah, but I mean he was nominated for half Nelson, clearly like a big name from uh the okay. notebook. Did you see Half Nelson? I didn't. Is that a high school film or a middle school film? Because different places say different things. And, of course, I host High School Slumber Party, also on the Cage Club Podcast Network. 
Should mention, by the way, there is a Ryan Gosling podcast on our network called Boyfriend Material. Yes, yes, there is. And um, they, they covered the film as, as well as we did uh, on our initial run for PSLF Hoffman. But is Half Nelson a high school or middle school? From my memory, yeah. High school? Yeah. Hope so, because I'd like to do it. She's just, she's a classic beauty. Yeah, very pretty lady. But um, when we first talked, and let's see if we agree this time, we said, not her performance, because I think she does really, really well, but her character might have been the weakest part of the film. So Which let's, is, yeah. Let's see if we still think that on this watch. Max Minghella. Max Minghella, okay. Let's see what it says about him. Oh, English-born actor. Gotcha. Okay. And I was peeking at your phone, looking at the IMDb, and don't say his name yet, but I forgot we get another Westworld person in this. Oh, yeah. But we'll, and uh, An actor who I really You like are right. <laughs> this is like me, like, there's a couple films that, like, I really connect with my brother with, and this is one of them. Believe it or not, we, we say these lines a lot to each other. Are you bear cat? Yeah, well, you bear cat. Yeah, that's what you say. You bear cat. You bear cat. You change your hair. All the banter between pretty people. I can't take it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I had this kind of conversation with anyone in my life. See the other side of the river. Oof. Uh, you could cut the sexual tension with a paper towel. <laughs> a wet paper towel. <laughs> Boom. She likes it. Of course, of course. No, they're both, there's sexual tension there. They both, uh, they're both yeah. having a little fun there, I think. But clearly, I mean, she's, I mean, number one, he's an attractive guy. <laughs> and she's definitely attracted to, like, his just smarts and. Yeah. His... There we go. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. So, so did you like... get, do you get my joke now? <laughs> I said, you're right. Jeffrey Wright. Look at that stash. He is a great voice, Jeffrey Wright. Yes, yes, he does. It's almost Lando Keller's. <laughs> I'm bleeding chips. Bond. Um, Over for the CIA. And I love his character because he plays like a, uh, I think a governor or a senator who's also in the running and he's third place and basically he could swing the election either way. Mm-hmm. And they're offering, I think, uh, something like secretary. Or he wants yeah, like, senator. Yeah. They're offering some position, but he wants secretary of state. Yeah. Which is a much higher position. Yeah, what did they offer him in the beginning? I think it's gonna, he's about to say it. Yeah. I'm going to... Also, our main man looks good in glasses. He looks smart and put together. And Yeah, this is a, honestly a little bit of a different role for him. the way Jeffrey Wright delivered. These are two great actors. It's a power time right there on PSH. 
No, I guess he didn't say it after that speech. When does nope. he say the whole... But I know it's not Secretary of State, because, oh, but he's like, oh, he wants to cut off the top ten floors of the UN at some point. Like, Clooney hates him. Yeah. But when does he have the whole thing? Is just like... Nationals, yeah. But well, but the whole like having kids do a service for the government. I think I think like, it's around now. Okay, yeah. I thought it was after that first speech. That's why I said like I like after that speech. Oh, okay. I thought he promises on stage, says it on stage, and then comes off and says it. But maybe it's uh, we'll see. This is when he says a speech. If you want people to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna do it, do it. I agree with this. I agree line. with this too. That's why this he seems like a really great candidate. Yeah. I would have been for this. I don't say this as a you know thirty-one-year-old. I agree with this. I would have at that point. I think it's smart because people start college too soon. Yeah, they don't, they it gives don't you know a little time what, to think. You know? Yeah, they don't. You don't know what you're exactly going to do right away. All these naive interns thinking they're going to change the world. <laughs> I and again, look, he could win. I doubt it, but he could win the, the next election. But I remember, I knew a girl whose roommate was one of these Brooklyn workers for Bernie Sanders. Worked really, really hard. Worked her ass off. Obviously, he did not win, but no, she, he did. What he won? <laughs> okay, in, in the hearts and minds of some. But she even got like a Bernie Sanders tattoo. And I was like, did she feel the burn? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You know, but you have to, if you're running for president, you got to recruit these idealistic people who just no, you're believe gonna, you're, you're going to win. You're going to talk like this and you're going to go up to Vermont and you got that's my what? Bernie. That is the, uh, that's my Bernie Sanders. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I like, I'm angry right now that there's no editing in this podcast. But, uh, okay, we get Paul Giamatti again. I love this. It's, the seeds are being planted. Oh. So Giamatti runs the other campaign for, like, the, the second-place guy. Yes. Who's apparently, he seems like a, a dick, the second-place guy. Yeah, I mean, and but Paul Giamatti definitely is good at his at his job. He and, like, Marissa Tomei are very similar in the sense that they know how to smell out, like, the weakness. Mm-hmm. And you don't, like, the the movie doesn't portray, at this point, Ryan Gosling being weak or having a weakness, but we clearly see he kind of does. So this is is the crux of the film, right? Yes. He, the rival campaign manager, Paul Giamatti, calls Gosling to meet. Who day? Yeah, that's the Bengals. uh... Like, who dat, who day? Yeah, they have who day, who day. That's their thing. I wonder who was first. Day or debt. So Cincinnati Bengals, that's their, uh, their, what is it, catchphrase? I don't know what you would call it. Their cheer? Yeah. They're... So I think this bar is supposed to be in Kentucky. 
everyone that hates you. Sorry. Too many bad impressions. Yes, please. <laughs> Spare us. They're watching the movie as it is. <laughs> What's your favorite Paul Giamatti role? Well, uh, obviously, shout out to Sideways, a foodie film. I, that's what I was going to say. Sideways is... I love Sideways. American Splendor is also... That's a good one. Uh, I'm partial to HBO miniseries, John Adams. Yes. Also, uh, oh god, what's the name of that movie? It's about karaoke. I don't think I've seen it. It's with Huey Lewis. I never saw it. (laughs) Paul Giamatti, Andre Bauer. uh, (laughs) You're blowing my mind right now because I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's going to bother me. So Giamatti's trying to sell him that the other candidate's going to win. Yeah. And that he should switch because he's like a rock star. You know what he's doing? He's stroking the ego. He's subtly stroking the ego. There's so many scenes that remind me of a play. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I don't know if they're directly taken from the play, but just this film has very like theater-like vibes. Maybe that's why Hoffman excels in it. I mean, look, he excels in most work. Yeah, he does, exactly. But he definitely yeah. certainly shines when the dialogue is. It's just uh, Clooney did a good job of bringing. Obviously, it was strong material already, but he does a great job transcribing it to uh, to screen. Yeah. That was one of, remember that was something that we said about doubt that we were like thought that it wasn't it felt a little too play Yeah. <laughs> so Clooney Clooney <laughs> What um I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were saying like Clooney when he was like on set, like he's one of those actors Oh, it was, um, I was in the Bill Burr's podcast, and he had, uh, God, I'm horrible with people's names today, uh, Jason Reitman on, mm. and Jason Reitman worked with him on uh, Up in the Air, Clooney, that is. Oh, I was like, Bill Burr's in yeah, Up in the Air. And, but, well, Bill Burr's in his recent movie, oh, a political movie, The Front Man, check out The Front Man, with Hugh Jackman, Vera Farmiga. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, about that election, the Democrat nominee... Uh, against, yeah, Gary Hart. Yeah, Gary Hart against George Herbert Bush. So you were saying something uh, about George yes. Clooney. Yes, and so George Clooney is just one of those actors that, like, on set, like, makes the job easier even for other directors. That's just, like, no time wasted that he's like, oh, you've got this lens on me. I know that, like, I will give my line during this point. Like, this is the shot. Like, this is the take hmm. you're going to be using. That's cool. Because you know, you know, on like a close-up lens, like that's that's the one you're ultimately cool. going to use, yeah. So he Gosling had the opportunity to tell him right there that he had the meeting, yeah. And I I don't know if he forgot or he he just decided that wasn't the point. Though. Yeah, but I don't think he's like trying to be sinister. No, it was just one of those. It just was a. I mean, there's just he shouldn't have gone to that meeting without talking with talking no. to Paul before. That's your superior. That's just, like, political espionage. Ooh, I like what they're teasing here, because he's kind of flirting with the makeup girl, but not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Charlie Rose. Charlie. No, uh, he's a Me Too guy. Oh. <laughs> I forget like what, who's who's what now. Which is which is kind of, no. I, it's funny because of the conversation they're they're kind of talking like, what would you do if your wife was raped? Ugh. <laughs> Makes you feel a little icky. I forgot about this. I guess the the went so we covered this like. Almost this time last year. Yeah. That's like when the episode really came out. Came out a little before this time last year. Was it? Yeah. By the way, it is almost... March 1st will be two years since we started PS I Love Hard. Crazy. Since our podcasting journeys began. Yes. So he decides to go out with the intern. I guess it's not... You know... Against the rules, I don't think. No, I don't, he number shouldn't. One, he cool, really shouldn't. He shouldn't, but I mean, it's definitely the fact that it's more. It'd be like since it is volunteer, like you like there's not really like it's not as bad to possibly even that. Not that he will, but like preferential treatment and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, true, true. And this is where she reveals that her father's actually like uh, one of the head uh, head of the Democratic Party. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Morris. We've never had a president, Paul. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think so. You would know way better than me. You're much more. No, I, I, I don't think so. And now I'm like doubting myself. I'm like, no, no there's definitely no <laughs> president, Paul. Ooh, robocall. She's, oh god, the sexual tension. I had, I had a guest, um, Erica Smith on my show recently, and she was saying how there's very little famous Erica's. And Erica's, like, not a weird name. Erica Badu? Yeah, that was the only one we could name, and there was <laughs> Erica Christensen or something like that was in the film. But, like, really, that like isn't that weird? Famous Kyle's, though. I feel like there's more. There's that Kyle Chandler, right? Yeah. Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass. Is there a Kyle McLaughlin? That sounds like it's somebody. I don't know. Uh, there's no famous Brian's, so. though. Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot, but I'm trying to think like who the <laughs> most famous Brian is. Brian Wilson. Yeah. It's pretty up there. There's Y Brian's too, and I don't count them. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder which which one's first. Y or I? I think it's one of these things where, like, spelling wasn't codified, you know? Yeah. Interesting topics we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> see, see, this is what they're talking about, the Kentucky, Ohio thing. Yeah. She says her age and a little creepy. <laughs> and she, her hotel's in Kentucky. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what happened there. <laughs> Not to get, like, graphic, but, like, I don't know, I don't know. That's, 
I just think it's a little obvious to take the campaign bus and walk in. Like, if you're trying to be secret, secretive. Yeah. It's a funny scene, but... Damn, Jeffy. Sorry. <laughs> you were banned from doing impersonations <laughs> it just for the rest of the episode. I, I like what happens next. This? Oh. Well. Yes, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how old I mean he's supposed to, I guess he's supposed to be pretty much like what how old he is in real life which would be he says how old he is oh, okay Missed that. I, I, I forgot what he says it's something like 30 or something Oh, this guy. That's her, that's her dad. Yeah, yeah, what's he from? Uh, oh, look, I mean, he's a recognizable face. He plays right? Jack Stearns in this. I've definitely seen him. You're right, your dad is an asshole. <laughs> he was on 24... I never Supposedly watched. Supposedly, he was in Fear and Loathing. Twenty-four, but law-abiding citizen. I've seen him in something recently. He just play. Lincoln. Uh, maybe because I did see Lincoln recently. You're a big Lincoln person. That's the only thing I like. Gotcha. I'll look it up yeah. later. This is what I like. <laughs> I mean, not again, I don't like her character, but she tries to tie the tie and she can't do it. But there's a big joke is like women in movies know how to tie ties so well yeah. usually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just also ma- imagine like in a since her father is like a, you know, head of like the DNC like like the political grooming, like that just is like something, especially like you said in movies, but like for like a political wife to be like getting that. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of eerie though. Yeah. Okay, oh, she's 19, and I think he's like 30. Oh, she did not do that. No, no. She didn't do it right, and he redid it. Oh, okay. I think. Ooh, this is when he's... Man of the numbers, Paul. Okay. Because <laughs> of the way he said it right there, though. Oh, private jet. Nice. Yeah, you have to. If you're doing a campaign like this, you have to. I don't think anyone's from her brother. That's where all the money goes to. Gas. Going around. I wonder if this is Clooney's private jet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Clooney's the kind of guy who puts, like, he definitely uses his own wealth in his films. Like, yeah. he, he's not just a director, he's a producer. And Leonardo DiCaprio was actually also a producer on this, and he was uh, originally supposed to be 
Ryan Gosling's character. I could see that. I so could definitely see had, that. Like, a, imagine Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. That just feels weird. Have they ever been in anything together? They're about to be in Tarantino's new movie. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think they have before. Clooney, your favorite Batman? <laughs> My favorite nipples on a Batman. <laughs> you like early Clooney roles? No, he's definitely someone that's gotten better. The Peacemaker. I feel like he and Ben Affleck are very similar in the sense of, like, just how they've gotten better and then, as fil- and then the filmmaker jump. They yeah. have a similar career in that, that sense. <laughs> oh, hey! And that, yeah, that's why it's called Farragut North. And th- that line gets repeated a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. This is a very interesting role for Clooney. That you know, like I mean, so he's directing. He's like the story is about him in a way. Yeah, obviously, or like you know. Yeah, that's true. But it, Though I wouldn't call him the lead. No, but he's not the lead, so it's just a very interesting, like... I mean, I think... Well, he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Syriana, so... Oh, he did? Was, yeah. I forgot about that film. But, uh... Oh, yeah, that's the one where he, like, took, like... The South Park makes one of them and says that, like, he took credit for, like, the civil rights movement. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> a cloud of his smugness. <laughs> I know he's acting, but he's a great speaker. Yeah, like, but like the thing is, he li- loves and believes this candidate himself too. You know. Yes. What a great shot! Oh, here we go. But it was a day later. I wonder what without everything like okay if none of this stuff happened I wonder like this future stuff what would have happened between those two candidates like if that was Hmm. Uh, just how poetic is this that they're having the speech behind the American flag behind the American flag yeah Remnants of the opening scene of Patton. Wow. <sighs> he should have just told him right away or not told him at all. Yeah. Honestly. Hate to say it, but it's true. You see a lot of the colleges of, of Ohio here, and I'm not saying that's shot at Kent State here, mm-hmm. but 
they loot in Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, he was he doesn't briefly went to uh he was briefly a Bearcat in real life, George Clooney. Oh really? Yeah. This is really is like a movie like for him, like his political Perfect, his yeah. <laughs> but I don't think the play took place in Ohio. I think they moved the uh primary of the play from this to from whatever state it was into this state. Yeah. To Ohio. So he kinda like almost like one of my favorite films, High Fidelity, John Cusack essentially yeah. took it from like London to Chicago and like made it his own. Clooney basically took this play and made it his own. Look at that shot. On the trumpet. It's this film has is such a great pace. I mean, it's not a long film. I think no. it's a hundred. And, I'm sorry, uh, an hour and fifty minutes. And it, what it takes place over what two or three days? Yeah. It, uh... I mean, not. I mean, there might be like the final scene might be a little bit late. No, I think it is. I think it's like a at at I, most it's a week. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say like I feel like a little closer to around a week. We're on day. Th- yeah, you're right, because we're on that's day three. A, that's a great shot right there. Yeah, absolutely. Our three powerhouses, I'll say. Yeah, and I love just, like, the wide shot in, like, the band room. You yeah. know, like, think about the importance of, like, in this world, the conversation that's happening. And yeah. it's in, like, a school's empty band room. <laughs> but that's, and, like, where... And it's true. This is this is how it happens. Yeah. And that's why I really... Again, that's why I like this movie, for that reason of, like, showing this side of the political game. Yeah, because this really is. This is still. This is before, uh, you know, House of Cards. But obviously, House of Cards. Yeah, but House of like Cards. The thing a... is, yeah, there's like killing in there yeah, exactly. and stuff. Yeah. The guy who wants to cut off the top ten floors of the UN. Oh, there's such good vibes in the beginning of the film, and it's just falling apart. <sighs> Just take it, Wyatt. Oh, this, uh, because he doesn't like his, you know, uh, his beliefs. Yeah, but ultimately you could take it and then you could fire him. <laughs> no one, f- you can't fire the vice president. Oh, it's vice, oh, over secretary. Oh, sorry, sorry, secretary of state. Yeah, oh no, you're right, he could have. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but like yeah, that's, that's like what, not, yeah. now we live in a climate where, again, I don't want to get political, but where the current president was fired. So I know, fucking willy-nilly, but like also still like. Like before, but at this point that wasn't really the how things were going. But no, you're right, he could have. He could have just, like, or promised him and never appoint him. <laughs> and also, I mean, it just, given the fact of, like, what it seemed like, uh, what, you know, Clooney's uh, international policies would be, necessarily would have the secretary that secretary of state wouldn't be able to do the things that he wants to well, do because of those. That's kind of what he said, though. As yeah. we've seen today in our current political climate, which we don't want to talk about, <laughs> but as we've seen today, that like if your cabinet members don't jive with what you're believing, it yeah. can be very, very difficult. You're fired. <laughs> Sorry, you're banned. This, it's little moments like this. 
that make the film so heartbreaking at moments, you know? Because mm-hmm. he really, they're really, really playing it off. Like, this guy is at least morally the perfect candidate if you believe in what he believes in, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is one of the few scenes with his wife. Yeah. You never, like, I don't want to go back to, like, the Bechtel test and stuff, but you, I don't think a woman talks to a woman in this entire film. No, but Except between, uh, she was talking to her daughter. Between, uh, but I mean, two great female characters in Marissa Tomei and Evan Rachel Wood. I mean, I wouldn't call Evan Rachel Wood's character a great female character. She's essentially a sexual prop. Um, she does good in it. Okay, I'm sorry. The great performance, I meant to say. Gotcha. And I don't know if this is a great character, but I think this, this actor, I don't know her name, does well in what she's given, you know. Mm-hmm. But they seem like a genuine couple, you know. They seem like a, a very loving. Every relationship in this couple. movie is very believable. Absolutely. Like they just the mentor protege between Phil Schumer Hoffman and Ryan Gosling, and then just like the relate the triangle relationship between. Philip Zerhoff and Ryan Gosling and George Clooney and then George Clooney just even saying on the plane like I pay Paul to say great I pay <laughs> you to tell me the truth it's <laughs> which just... I like <laughs> look at like at the uh, things they were debating back then though not yeah. too many gay marriage debates today Unfortunately, with some, but... Yeah, I mean, we're living... At that point, 2011, we're living in a world where it's still not legal, right? I think it's 2013. Not universal. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think this is, isn't this the this is the the hallway scene was like the picture we used at one point. I think a different shot from it. For the yeah, a lot, the a lot of great shots in this film. Yeah, and that was even a quick one. Does he always is he is he exiled to the bus now? Is that what happened? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even catch that. If that's the case, is he in the dog? I mean, I know he's in the doghouse, but. No, because that's not... Oh, I thought that was Morris behind him, but I guess not. No, it's just like a guy. <laughs> yeah, just... So, it was shot on location. Oh, the other school we saw was University of Miami, Ohio. Oh. Not too far from there. A hot body sex scene. I totally forgot. I knew, like, that they obviously had that one night together. I forgot that it was... Uh... See, I don't really care for, like, gratuitous sex scenes in films, but this one is good because it really shows how, show, yeah. how focused he is on the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like how she puts his shirts on every time. That's just even like a fun little character. Oh, yeah, okay, duh. I, re- I remember, now I remember that this happens because <laughs> a big thing happens. A lot of glasses wearing in this film. Yeah. I guess because you're looking screens all the time. I don't know. Maybe a lot of political people damage their eyes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, like, near 30 guy damaged his eyes. Yeah. And then a man picked up the phone, right? So you can't even. Oh, uh, 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 sorry, it's about to get thick. Yeah. Who, who he shouldn't it? be jealous, but I don't know if he's jealous. No, he's, he's just playful. Yeah, he's playful, yeah. Oh, who is it? Oh. And she set it up in the beginning with the whole phone thing. Oh, oh. Me- no. Voicemail, or did you pick up? Voicemail, I think. (laughs) That should just be that's the the phrase of this episode. So, um, just to recap, we had one Academy Award nomination for this film. Can you guess for what? Adapted screenplay? Correct. Clooney, Grant Hesloff, and Bo Willimon. I'm very... What? Uh, can we Can we look up... Uh, what, what were the Best Picture nominees that year? Uh, we'll go back to that, because I want to do the awards, but... Okay. Now, the BAFTA... Our man Hoffman was nominated for a BAFTA for the Supporting Actor and Adapted Screenplay. And then, you know, some various awards here or there, but... I mean, BAFTAs are a pretty big award. Uh, awards, you know, the British, the British Academy Awards. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty good accomplishment for Hoffman. I think he does do great in here. You want to know best pictures at the 84th Academy Awards? Yes, please. Sure. The Artist. Oh, he just reached behind me and closed the door. That was the artist one that year. The artist of December. Oh, the artist of Descendants. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Wait, so you had... You had Clooney and the Descendants. Had, yeah, the Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, Tree of Life, War Horse. Pretty good, pretty good year. This is a pretty good year, yeah. This could have been in there. Yeah. I think in a different year it might have been. Ugh, but him finding out that the governor, his perfect man, literally he's been defending him... Thick and thin. Yeah, had this affair. Now I don't they're, know. They're Eskimo again. brothers now, or Eskimo cousins. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I don't know if this is a scandal today. We seem to ignore these kind of scandals. Yeah, <laughs> but it kind of should be a scandal. Just Ryan Gosling is such a great like facial expression actor. But look at Evan Rachel Wood crying there. Like these are. This is a film of good actors. Yeah. Not only did she have an affair with him, but she's pregnant with his child. (sighs) 
And then it becomes about another hotbed issue. Abortion. Yeah. I like how he doesn't even have enough money for that because he's a man who's married to the campaign. You know. The oh yeah, he's broke. Op- yeah. Operatives don't make a lot of money. I mean, eventually when you retire and work on Farragut North. Yeah, exactly. Then, or you go around, and you make speeches for people, and and I, you could, yeah, I know they purposely did these like Morris posters to, to look like the Obama posters. Yeah, the hope, hope, hope. Yeah, the yeah. Shepherd Fer- Ferry. Believe. He did believe. Brian Gosling, he did believe. Oh, oh, oh I think George Clooney. I'm like, eh. <laughs> what do you mean? It's funny because I don't think it's the best image of George Clooney on the poster, but it definitely is a cool political poster. Mm-hmm. He just looks so broken there. He's a good, still actor. You know what I mean? Like he's a good yeah. actor. Like where he doesn't have to be saying anything. Does he have a nomination? Yeah, for Half Nelson. Oh, yeah. is that it though? Be it like a La La Land or? Uh, yeah, La. I think La La Land as well. Um, may have been. I'm trying to think. Boom. He let it get the best of him. I would have waited a little to like yell and then call her in, you know? Yeah. Or would have texted her. Oh, well. Yeah, but texting could be traced. I think that's why he writes it as a note. Uh, well, just text it, like, come into my office. Uh, Yeah, nominated for two Oscars, Half Nelson and La La Land. Gotcha. Uh, Golden Globes, he was nominated for this. Well, duh, if I want to know if Half Nelson was a high school film, I'll just ask the Goss guys. Yeah. Uh, Golden Globe nominee for Crazy Stupid Love. Golden Globe nominee for uh, Blue Valentine. And Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Gosling nominated, you know, two Academy Awards and one, two, three, four, five, five Golden Globes. Gotcha. Oh, when Ida calls him and just says, you met with Duffy. Uh, and again, like, the setup, like, Duffy, Paul Giamatti's setup works so much better than he could have even imagined. Yeah. Why meet with her either? Just be like, no. Like, there's no proof that they did. I think now he's just trying to, like, desperately squash anything. Yeah. The problem is he has to try to squash it. He has to, because if it doesn't get squashed, he knows he's going to get fired. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not sure, like, I feel like you could explain that away. I'm sorry, what? I feel like you could explain that away, like, to the paper. Like, yeah, I met with him, but it was just, you know... Yeah, I was trying you, tra- to, get yeah, you tried to p- poach me. 
Yeah, like he, he said by telling the truth, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> he said it was he said it was something important, so I, I showed th- up and then I said no. Yeah. Is that news? That's what I would say. Is that news? Yeah. <laughs> Look at him like fucking lie. Yeah, he's like acting when like Gosling doesn't even need to <laughs> isn't even seeing him. <laughs> oh, but it, it ends up not being him who leaks it, isn't it? Paul? Yeah. yeah. It's the betrayal. Yeah, so many levels of betrayal, so I forget. Yeah, I thought it was him. He did set up, he did set him up, like, knowing that he was never going to go on his side. Or something like that. But I think it was um, our man Hoffman who leaked it to Ida. Yeah. We'll see. I think he admits it. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the best scene. By far, I think. He's, like, nervous, too. Yeah, but I don't know... Like, see, that's where I think he's kind of acting, because I don't know... Why does he have to be nervous? I think everyone at this point is just, like, in the political game, is just so, like, tense and just, like, stretched thin that I I think they're just always... Like, look at this. Even right now, he's just... looking at... guy with a still camera, guy with a video camera... Cincinnati skyline. Beautiful skyline. Was that? Was I talking with you? When was I talking with people and we were saying like the most standout skylines? I think we were in Dallas. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Obviously, New York. And then the Asian cities, Tokyo, Hong Kong. Yeah, but domestic-wise, oh. San Francisco, Chicago. Kyle, what's the price point on an abortion these days? Um, like twelve hundred. I have no idea. <laughs> it's eighteen hundred here. I hope it's not that much. <laughs> What'd you laugh at? That you're looking it up. Oh, oh. I thought it was something that she's, they said here. No, this is a pretty... I'm not like, laughing whoa, at whoa, you are dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it said about a thousand bucks, so... Hmm. <sighs> you shouldn't blame her. No, yeah, it's... <laughs> She's fucked up. But he can't accept that for himself. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I didn't uh, even think about that. Hashtag hypocrite. 
What was Gore before vice president? Uh, senator from Tennessee. Okay. He had a pretty, pretty extensive background. Yeah. Bush was just obviously the governor of Texas and... Businessman before that. Yeah. Obviously businessman with a lot of name recognition. Yes. So he could run for governor of Texas. Yes. But he still was governor, you know. Governor of Of the largest state. Yeah. Well... No, in population, or... I was thinking the largest of the 48 states, size-wise. A big state. A big state. A divisive state. I mean, cities tend to vote pretty blue, right? Or at least now they do. Maybe yeah. I think it was a little more... I mean, no, it's it's always been... It's, it's a hard red state, but it's certainly a state with a lot of... Uh, Differences politically. Yes. But he was pretty popular there. And I believe Morris is the governor of Pennsylvania. Correct. Pennsylvania was a... That was a surprising turn in the last... Not to talk again <laughs> our current, but that was... Yeah, but Pennsylvania is very much a swing state. It just... They, no one thought that it was going to swing this time that yeah. way. Ohio, very much a swing state. Stay there. Yeah. I kind of don't feel bad for him because he didn't stay there, you know? I feel bad for him, but, like, I... Why didn't he stay there? I don't know. I would have, like, would you have made the president pay for it at that point? If you're Ryan Gosling? I mean, listen, I know what you did. I mean, he plays it well, so clearly I'm wrong, but I kind of would be like... I honestly, because I screwed up with Paul, I would bring that attention to Paul. I just feel like Paul would be like, you're betraying our guy again. How do you know this, you know? But it's not, it's not a crazy idea. Oh wait! What? This is the good. This is the good scene. Oh, and that dude, we just and he's standing right there. So yeah. I would never. I never want to work in. Did you like? So when you're studying in college, like. No, I didn't do any like internships or anything. Like that. No, but like, did you with with you know, while studying that degree? Did you like think like, oh, this is what I would maybe want to? Go no, I wanted to go into like the State Department or civil okay. service. Nothing of like this level of like. <sighs> Trust me, I'm intrigued by it. I love 
the idea of this. I would like to work in that kind of tense environment. But to be completely honest with you, I I would be a behind the scenes guy. I never would want to like run for an election, you know? Yeah. And then I thought like, listen, these guys make no money. Like that was <laughs> ultimately why I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Not that I make money now, but <laughs> Oh great. Ugh. He does look a little big there, man, Hoffman. Yeah, but... But he looks great. Oh, he remembers. Yeah. He's, loyalty is the most important thing to him. Yeah. And he tells this great story. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Stroking the ego a little bit. Isn't it amazing that Hoffman can give such a great performance seated like this? Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be big and powerful. And, and, and keeps it, uh, he just gets, raises his voice yeah. towards the end, if I remember correctly. Oh, this is the great story. Yeah, will be. How he got his start. He didn't jump ship either. This is like the one, like, you know. This is, yeah, I don't know if this is 100% fair from Paul's era here. No. He definitely... I get not trusting him. I kind of would demote him, you know? Yeah. Or just not work with him again after this campaign. Yeah, but it's, it's one of these things where, like, he's the leader of the team. It's a tense situation. He doesn't trust him. And for him, it's not worth having someone around that you don't trust. Yeah. He said it, he values trust over skill. Wow. Oh. But it, again, like, it's so amazing. They're just in two seats, and they can just have such a awesome performance with each other. Uh-huh. This... This scene hurts. Yeah. Does the... Just from the little bit of, like, shows that I've watched, so, like, your chief campaign person, does that usually be... Does that person usually become your chief of staff? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. No. It's convenient in TV. For story, yeah. To be like, you know oh, them. you're on the road with them, and yeah, for like, okay. You know, I would say it usually does not happen that way. Okay. You're usually, your campaign people are usually set, not always, but a lot of times separate from your staff people. Okay. Because you you think you want to run again, 
and you don't want your staff people to have to, to then not have yeah. To, yeah that makes sense yeah they're kind of people with different specialties your staff people are generally people who are already in government though well, the, cl- well at least in this case Clooney is alluding you just like when he says like you just have for the next eight years then you know? no he in this film I think they're going to give them jobs I mean you have a young guy like uh, Gosling's character there he certainly has a political future of his own yeah you know I think they're they're people who do campaigns so then they could later run one day and there are people who like Hoffman's character Paul Zara I would say he's definitely not going to be in the administration I think he's just going to run another campaign after this yeah like, that's what he does right unless they need him like you have like George Stephanopoulos was one of the people who ran Clinton's campaign, and then he became his press secretary or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, he did pick her up because of that whole thing, and then she finds out. Yeah, I like how it seems like he had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone had a crush on her. <laughs> Trump has a lot of people, or had a lot of people, in his cabinet from his campaign, but that's because, honestly, he doesn't have a lot of people <laughs> that, were, yeah. that like, want to work with him. Yeah. Not trying to be mean, but it's true. Or we'll say even that he can trust. So, I think we skipped it, but he was supposed to pick her up. And yes. Yeah. He did not pick her up, which she must feel. And now she thinks that, he, that she, yeah. since he's going to bring everybody down, he's going to tell that info. Mm. Yeah, and obviously the stress of that is, I can imagine, pretty intense. Oh, such a stress. Ugh, my, like, um, it didn't help that I drank a sour beer. <laughs> but I'm just like. like we need to, like, I, I see there's, like, a cooler. And he walks right in there. Yeah, and he thinks he's hot shit, though. Yeah. By the way, that guy behind him is never going to win. Look at his, like, he has, like, really creepy campaign photos. Yeah. Like, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Giamatti, he's almost so excited. <laughs> Sorry, I almost did the voice again, but I, I call this whole... <laughs> <laughs> you like him in the new planet of the not the newest planet of the, the, <laughs> the Mark Wahlberg yeah. Timber. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like Ryan Gosling ends up being like the most naive person in the film. Yeah. On like both ends again, like he was like a hypocrite to her before. To yeah. <laughs> so Paul really screwed up too yes yeah this is just uh, it's the movie of screw ups and <laughs> I wish it was Bill Pullman running for Independence Day <laughs> it was about his campaign <laughs> but that's not that actress so never mind this <laughs> yes, is a very meta. Name. It's just like you didn't know it's Bill Pullman because everyone loves his speech from Independence Day so much. He thinks he could really run. Wouldn't shock me in today's climate. 
No. And he won't hire him here. Yeah, unless he... (laughs) (laughs) Great laugh. He has such a great laugh. Yeah. Oh, the movie before, I I didn't... I never looked it up, but I just remember it's called Duets. Hmm, I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's got that song like, Cruising together. Because he says, Politics isn't for you. <laughs> be an actor. Be in La La Land. <laughs> dance. <laughs> She's got to dance. <laughs> Ooh, this is the scene where he gets Dark, to chill. Yeah. Everyone gets their time. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got to get their time. He scene. reveals right here his sinister plan, and he's so good at it. And like vulnerable, and <laughs> he says it doesn't make him happy doing, but I feel like it makes him a little happy. It just makes him happy that he's right. I don't think it makes him happy that he's like, yeah. Like... I don't think you get in this position though, and like these kind of things upset you. Yeah. Oh, uh, was isn't this one he? I know it's not... okay. Oh, he fi- right? He finds her. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes the phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shady move. I guess the last time I watched this was for the uh, for the episode. Definitely the last time I watched it. I'm watching a lot of high school films, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They shouldn't just, like, let him in. Yeah, like, the the first thing the guy should have said is, like, excuse me? Yeah, (laughs) what are you doing in here? Yeah. So it's pretty pretty clear she OD'd on purpose. Yes, she, yeah, took way too many of the pills that the uh, abortion clinic gave her. Special motion. Oh, man. How do you come back from a day like that? 
Yeah, right? All of that just happened. That's the same day that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm telling you, this movie takes place in a very short time, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Double phone. Now he realizes he needs to get in the mud, you know? Yeah. Oh, and he hears the voice. I forgot she left the voicemail. And- Idiot. It's multiple voicemails. <laughs> Fuck Ben. He's a- I love this shot, though. That's the, the shadows from the raindrops. It's like, because he's got the teary eyes, but those are... Uh... <sighs> Long way from being a masketeer, Gosling. <laughs> Long way. <laughs> Uh, no longer young Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> young Hercules. Wouldn't they... They definitely... Yeah, okay, so it's called for a full investigation. They're gonna find out that she went to the clinic, right? Depends how full of the investigation they do, you know? And they, even if she went to the clinic, they can't they prove got the, that it was Morris's baby. No, not Morris's baby, but clearly, but then... Uh, by the way, I like how uh, Jeffrey Wright here, his character, has flown into Cincinnati at this point. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, technically Kentucky. Oh, yes, I guess. <laughs> yes. He's flown into and stayed in Kentucky just to look at Cincinnati across the river. Yes. See, now he wants to up the ante. He's it's not even Secretary of State. Yeah, now it's... Because he already has Secretary of State for the other guy. He says, I want to be on the ticket. I want to be Vice President. That's why I got confused earlier. Like, yeah. fire the Vice President. I wonder... I guess he... He knows as... As Secretary of State, he wouldn't be able to do a lot on, as, under Morris, so then he's just using that. I mean, some, yeah. peop, some people would prefer, obviously, to take Secretary of oh, State absolutely. over, over you Vice get, You definitely president. get to do more than a Vice President. Yeah. But Vice President, you're more in line to be the you next. You just name recognition from that. Yeah, and, and then you could run next time, and yeah. he's like, I'm looking at this eight years from now. Yeah. Fucking Ben. <laughs> I, hate, I hate Ben. <laughs> I thought that was Gary Cole. <laughs> the next to Ben right there. Oh, man. What a terrible, terrible tragedy, yeah. Yeah, and... Like you said, I mean, so she did a terrific job in the role, but like you said, it's just... It's one of those roles that... Uh, unfortunately, or, you know, given to, you know, w- women in film that, like, it just... Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a prop. It yeah. Feels like. Just pushing the story along. Yeah. By the way, the guy on the left with, oh, with the mustache, I don't know if you saw him. He's been, he's like one of the interns. He reminds me of, like, in the office, Ryan... Oh, when right. He has like an assistant. Oh, this is such a. Like a metal. Like, I know this is is a political thriller, obviously, but it does have like. I need to just wait, wait for it, wait for it. 
it has like general thriller qualities. Like it's not just the thrill isn't just politics. Not quite House of Cards level. But. No, but and then oh, <laughs> and then he's got he's then he's got the game plan. He knows Jeffrey, you know Jeffrey Wright wants. Yeah, AP. well, he's putting the chess pieces in motion, right? Yes. It's funny because like that scene right there was all about cockiness because he didn't have to be there necessarily. Well, he did, but like, what if Clooney just didn't look up or see his phone? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's yeah. better cinematically yeah. than... Yes, it's yes, exactly. <laughs> this is also... This is like... I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'd be so nervous that, like, Morris is going to have me killed. Yeah, he's a very powerful man. Yeah. Even now, you know? I, this is this is interesting. I wouldn't do... Like, and how, do they, how does he have access to, like, a closed bar? I just... If I was Ryan Gosling, or, you know, if I was... Yeah. Like you are, you, you I, said yeah. you're chubby, Ryan Gosling. No, but I, I would have had a uh, definitely a, a life contingency. Like I've got it already. Like you know, I don't know something. Kind of like the like the Departed. You're saying, yeah, exactly. Like the tapes and stuff. Yeah, like if he knew if he'd. Huh. This is like. This is something where it's awesome in the movie. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, it's awesome in the movie, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if they're meeting here, like, why would George Clooney just, let's just go into the kitchen and let me hide behind some appliances, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just going through... through the maze. (laughs) If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Hashtag foodie films. <laughs> Thank you, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Come on. Wow. What a line. You're right, there's a lot of one on one scenes, right? Like it's there's a gosling versus Ida almost. Mm -hmm. There's a gosling versus Hoffman. There's a gosling versus Giamatti. Giamatti. Yeah. There's a gosling versus She left a note he BSs. (laughs) I don't want to say it's a win win for Clooney. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's not like, I'm going to ruin you unless you give me money or something like that. It's yeah. like, I'm going to ruin you or make you president. Or like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's your choice. <laughs> 20, okay, we got our age. Yeah. So they are they going to drink at a bar. That's a yeah, but you know, on the bar. <laughs> but uh, that's the real crime of this. Film. So well, yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> drank okay. at twenty. So obviously, we have a character that tragically dies in the film. With that being said, with 
the other characters, I guess pretty much all, I'll say Gosling, PSH, and Clooney, who's the most betrayed in the film? Okay, you're, who, you're saying not counting Evan Rachel Wood. Not counting Evan Rachel Wood. Who is, who's the most betrayed? I would say our man Hoffman. I would say that too. But his biggest screw-up is... Like, that he was a little too sensitive in a moment. Yes. You know? Yeah. But he's just doing what was right for the campaign. He didn't do anything moralistically wrong. Well, he... I mean, he could have just fired Steven. He didn't have to do the whole Ida thing. Yeah, okay. The one place, you're right, where he crosses a moral boundary is when he leaks that. Yeah. But it's not nearly close to what Clooney and Gosling... Yeah, Gosling screws up on... Gosling screws... I mean, Clooney, one huge... <laughs> As far Screw as we up. know, he could like fuck a lot of other interns. True. Well, it, as isn't as we it? Ins- isn't it? It's insinuated at the end. Is oh, because he's flirting. Yeah, with the other. Yeah, yeah, I think we even said it on that episode. Yeah, um, but we know he at least did with one. Yes. But if you're in his shoes, this is what you gotta do. You just gotta do the power play, and hopefully you could scare him away, because you know he's right. Not that he might have a note, but... Hoffman haircut, and you know this is interesting because we saw another Hoffman haircut last month. Uh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> one of the few, few scenes that we had. If we were gonna play a game, um, <laughs> like the li- like Case Killer Revisited does, yeah. Hoffman gets a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Hoffman smoking maybe. I don't know how many movies he smokes in. Yeah, that's true. Hoffman smokes. Hoffman gets a haircut. Sex scene glasses. It's not as exciting for Hoffman, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Cage had a bit more of a... Ugh. And guys, when we go silent, we're just kind of getting into these epic talking scenes. Yeah. We don't want to interrupt. We don't want to be the, the people chatting in front of them. We don't get to hear this one, which is a little disappointing, but I think it does better for the film, you know? Oh, it's great. I mean, look at just this slow pushing that we're getting, this slow dolly move in, and you know exactly what's happening. Or, well, no, at this point, because, I mean, you don't know exactly what's happening, but once <laughs> once, once you know what's happening... Well, we like, can only great... imagine, right? We don't think he's like, you're promoted. Like, everything leading up to this wouldn't... Yeah, it's either he's telling him of Stephen's plan... But or he, you kind of know they wouldn't film it that way if that was the case, you know? Yeah. I wonder exactly what he said. Do you think he just said we're going in a different direction? Probably, right? Like, not that he was like, listen, my hands are tied, I have to do this. Yeah, just like... You know how it you is. Did, yeah, you did nothing wrong, but... Gotta go in a different direction. Hmm. 
new face, and he's shaving. Oof, oof. This, I, if this movie's going to get criticized, that it may be sometimes too poetic, but I don't care. It's the style, you know? Yeah, it's, well, it's, because it's, I don't know. The, the those, are, those, those are the kind of, those visuals and that kind of storytelling is the stories that, like, last throughout time. Yeah. Because, like we said, sure. it is that level of the, of the tragedy and the, I remember the father here says a speech that's like angry more than anything. Yeah. Oh God. Oof. Though, like, I don't think he thought Paul was gonna be there. Do you think he goes out of guilt? Gosling. Yeah. Um. Well, the now that he's the new... No, he but he's, now he's also the new face. He kind of has to. Yeah, like a, yeah. I think, though, like, there's definitely... I mean, for multiple... Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. definitely I think also, I mean, he did. He liked her. Yeah. He didn't seem too broken up about the situation, though. He kind of used it right away. <laughs> to I, his own benefit. Well... Oh, wait. So this is actually, like, my favorite scene of the film. Yeah. And, And then you learn, like, he knew her. Knew oh. her since she was born. Ugh. How scared would you be to have this conversation if you're Gosling? Oh, petrified. Okay, so the governor was supposed to come. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. I love his jacket. Yeah. There you go. He knows. He, he, Jesus. he even knows it had to be something, you know. See that 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 I I mentioned that me and my brother like say that these lines a lot. It's because he went to the University of Maryland, which is out of Washington. Yeah. And there's a metro stop called Farragut North, so it was just always something. You can't see that metro stop now and not think of this film, you know. Yeah. Unless you live there. So he does it. He puts him on the ticket. Should have just done it from the beginning, or should give him secretary. Of State? Yeah, secretary. It wouldn't have been as much. Now you got a campaign with this guy? I'm in the white shirt. It's a good speaker. Kind of VP you want. Yeah, no, I think it's just more his philosophies. Which, that's, I mean, especially when it comes to, again, like, there's more, I don't know, VPs and I mean you know more than me just like VPs and like presidents that I feel like disagree than you want like then in your cabinet no I agree there's definitely like something to be said about that but you on the ticket you're made for life in terms of everyone's gonna know your name for the rest of your life yeah
scared in turn. What kind of room are they in right now? I don't know. They're on a college campus, so... I think. Not too many Cincinnati movies. (laughs) I did one on my podcast, Airborne. Oh. (laughs) That's what I can think of. That's a skating movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Nicole Kidman? No. No. That's a completely different movie. Yeah. I think it's BMX Bandits. Oh, BMX Bandits. Yeah. (laughs) Extreme Sport. Yes. I think I talked about it on that podcast, but I just want to mention it quickly before we we get out. It's uh, Cincinnati Chili. You're a foodie films man. Have you had it? No, but I've seen, like, the... I think I've talked to you about it. Yeah. It's very interesting... Runs right through you. It's like spaghetti. It's like chocolate in the sauce. You What's it called? Is not there a specific Skyline? It's Skyline is the main one. Okay, yeah. I was just reading. They're the sponsors. A lot of the crosstown shootout, which is a rivalry between the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Xavier Musketeers. Xavier's another school in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You Bearcat, Jill Morris. <laughs> I'm Buckeye. I love that. I think they're on the campus of Xavier. That's why I mentioned that. That's what made me think of it. Because I think it shows it here when he's, like, talking. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Ida. She's just doing her job. No, but it's just, like, that's, like, his, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, the Xavier X. This was almost like his political baptism. Yeah, really, is like just he's different now. Absolutely. She almost she's almost realizing too that like he, she can't get to him like she could before. Yeah, he's now the monster. Exactly. Were there any other facts? the Ides of March? No, nothing really stood out as far as when I read, like, trivia on it. And... Love this. Yeah. You have a director's chair like this? I do. It's right behind us. It's got fruit on it. <laughs> the pattern is fruit. It doesn't have, like, a bowl of fruit on it. And, uh This is the, at least of the time of this fact, I'm sorry, I'm reading some facts now, this is the only George Clooney directorial film that's oh, set in modern, modern day. day. Yeah. What's the World War, Monument Men, that's another one. Yeah. Like, it, he's doing, in the beginning of the film, a mic check for Morris, and then... He's getting mic checked ready for himself at the yeah. end. Yeah. You're kind of right there on like the room. They use like some random room at the university and then they have this big arena that they use for this 
one-person interview. Yeah. I guess it looks cool. Taken. He's got such a great look. Yeah, he's taking like stock, like he's taking inventory right now of like what got him here. Yeah. You know. See, look at his eyes. And then you can hear in the background says like, "Dignity matters, integrity matters." Morris, Morris, you know? Morris. It's all bullshit. It's all a lie. Yeah. He got the perfect candidate, and it was a lie. And he's peddling a lie. Oh yeah. Oh. Loss of innocence. So what did you think of Hoffman's performance in this film? Oh, this is such a great, uh, great performance. I mean, this is one of his great mentor roles. You know, he's a mentor yeah. in, a, in a handful of films. Again, it's a little different, though, than a lot of the other ones. He's he's someone in control in this film until he isn't, almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Wow, Fade to Black, directed, directed George by Clooney. George Clooney. And we don't see a lot of Hoffman roles, I feel like, where when he loses everything, he just... I don't want to say cool with it, but he's pretty okay after he gets fired. He's obviously not happy. Yeah, he's just... Well, he's just he just knows, like, he didn't do... Like, in the end, like, he didn't do anything, like, wrong-wrong. Yeah. It looks like his career is not damaged by it. So, again, like you said, after this presidency, he was going to move on to the next campaign. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I, at least I believe. Yeah, exactly. But, point, yeah, so. But, yeah, again, as far as his performance goes, he's just, I don't know, kind of like a metronome you can set your, like, pace by, you know? It's definitely one of my favorite Hoffman films, I have to say that. Yeah, what would, yeah, that's... It's, uh... Well, I like political films, and I think, you know, he does awesome in it. What a cast, too, what a cast. Anything else you want to mention for this film in particular, before we plug what we have to plug and... No, it was just, uh, it was, uh, glad we got to cover it. All these films are really, you know, nonetheless, I'm always going to enjoy re-watching them and talking about them with you, and, but there's, uh... You know, you guys are picking some good ones, so keep picking some good ones. Uh, well, there's not too many bad ones. No, know? there's not too many bad ones. <laughs> no, but you're right. We really appreciate the voting out there. Each time we're getting more and more votes. Each time we're feeling the Hoff, Hoff fans' presence. So let's talk about what films are on the uh, ballot for next week. Appropriate, so, right? Next month, I should say. Yes. Appropriate, though. A movie kind of about voting. We have voting coming up here. Do we? What? Yeah. For what film's going to be for Oh, for what film? That's okay. what I'm getting into. I was, just like, <laughs> I was like, I know I'm not the most political person, but I think this <laughs> any fun. I was like, doesn't that happen? No, no, no. For our Hoff fans to vote out there. Yes. So, the first film, we thought, since baseball season's coming up... Baseball? What? What's that? Playoffs. Oh. <laughs> What is with your accents today? I don't understand. I don't know why you went into a Jim Mora, a football coach, which is <laughs> baseball. Anyway. <laughs> so the uh, film is... Moneyball. Moneyball, yes, where Philip Zimmer Hoffman plays Art Howe, a real person who was not happy with the way that Hoffman portrayed him. No. 
but he gets to reunite with one of his uh, childhood friends, if you will. Ben, yeah, Bennett Miller. Bennett Miller, and uh, yeah. who, of course, directed him and, in Capote. And Capote is Academy Award only Academy Award win that he had. Speaking of. Uh, the recent Academy Awards. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. I mean, we'll talk about that in our in-between show. Yeah. And guys, by the way, as we said, we do this once a month in terms of our rewatches, but the show is going to be twice a month. On the 15th of every month, we have an episode where we kind of just chat about Hoffman news, and we'll talk more about the Oscars then. Yeah. And the other film to vote for next week is? Uh, State and Maine. And we just thought, I don't know, that was a fun movie. Had Julia Stiles in it, you know, I have a Julia Stiles crush. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's a <laughs> fun movie, you know, we got a movie about baseball, got a movie about movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of his first, like, roles where he was, like, the star. Yeah, I know? like the juxtaposition of the choices of, like, younger role as star, and then, like, later... But, like, kind of one of his smaller roles later on, but a great role for him. Great role and something where you see his insecurity. I think both of these, uh, in terms of, like, you know, not his actual insecurity, but, like, the way he portrays insecure characters so perfectly. So, guys, remember, you can vote on Instagram. You can vote on Facebook. You can vote on Twitter. Three ways to vote. Easy to vote. Please, I'm going to open the polls probably today or tomorrow and today again being that we're releasing this march 1st and we we leave it open for about like 10 days yeah like a little yeah a little over a week week and a half and just uh get your votes in and we really appreciate them and yeah and you, your it, support that you give us on the social media so and you can find out the winner as i mentioned on our 15th episode. yes that's when we uh that's yeah. when we announced the so we're midterm uh, <laughs> Would you say we're bi-monthly, this podcast? Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the true nature no, of no, it no, is yeah. the rewatch, so it's just the bonus episode. No, no, I know, so but it's, a, it's not bi-monthly, because I mean, every other month. You know. not, it's not bi-weekly, technically, we're just no, twice te- a month. Well, yeah, so I don't know what you want to consider. Yeah, twice, twice a, month. a month. We'll just call it that. We release now twice a month, and we have a lot of fun on our in-between episodes, because we, we explain... Basically, who won, right? But I think why they won. And what we're going to enjoy about talking. You know, yeah, and uh, and we get other stuff too. You know, like I said, I think we'll have some Oscar chat. We'll see some Hoffman news. I'm sure we could read some, we could talk about some stuff about then, uh, you know, on whatever film is chosen, maybe we'll have some good articles that came out at that, that time about, uh, you know, if it was Moneyball, Art Howe, State and Maine. That's a David Mamet film, right? So. And guys, if you want to leave us a comment, say anything, we'll definitely read it on our in-between episodes as well. Yeah. So Kyle, what have you been up to at Foodie Films? Oh, Foodie Films? Well, we uh, finally have a YouTube channel, so I think I said that in the last, the in-between channel, but the, the last uh, rewatch didn't have it set up yet, but we have a couple episodes now, so check those out. Just, uh, you know, we got the YouTube page on connected on cageclub.me and Facebook and if you YouTube uh, Foodie Films and you look for that channel you'll find it right there 
So just uh, fun stuff in that department, and just... and why don't you tell people what Foodie Films is all about if they've never? Oh, if you ha- if you haven't, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I uh, host uh, solo host of Foodie Films, and we highlight all food centric movies. So we've got uh, close to thirty episodes now. Uh, and it's just been a really fun time. So we just, I have a uh, guest or multiple guests on. We talk food in general or maybe their role in food or just how much they love food. And then we talk the food-centric movie. We talk a famous food scene just because there's so many food scenes and so many great films. And then I got a little fun segment called Gut Instincts where I just ask them questions like what would be your last meal and what would, uh, you know, what's your favorite condiment? Brian's been on twice. He was on a solo episode of Coming to America, and he was on a recent episode of uh, My Dinner with Andre that he co-guested with John Harden. Who I'm, a, I'm also... a little upset at you. I've been on three times. Oh, jeez, three times, yeah. <laughs> and uh, My Dinner with Hervé, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I don't times. care, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, no, it was all fun time. They blur into each other because... We just have such a good time doing that. Yes, yes. It's a really awesome show. And I host High School Slumber Party, as well as this show with you. And that show is about high school films, or films that take place in high school. Come on. You remember high school. Yeah. You remember those years. Kyle, I know you do. When I talk at college in this movie, this is the, you gotta go to (laughs) high school for... You didn't win best hair in high school. Won't get into. It. I'm past that now. I've, I've totally. About it. I'm not gonna talk <laughs> you were. About it. I'm, never, I'm never gonna talk about it ever again. But I have uh, people I went to high school with, but also some awesome guests, some people in the media. It's a real fun time because I would say most people went to high school. Most people have very vivid memories of high school. Yeah, so it's fun to watch those films with them and reflect in that manner too. So I, I you know, I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I love. Uh, it's just a very, it's a fun podcast. You just got, you play like fun clips and it's just very like pop culture references and just, uh, we just feel, if, it, yeah, it just feels like the fun conversations you had in high school, but you're having at the slumber party. Yeah. At the slumber party. So snuggling up and you can find both our shows on cageclub.me as well as this show at cageclub.me and guys, you could find our shows as well anywhere where you're listening to us right now. So Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We're there. Tell a friend about us. Become become better Hoff fans, and let's together relive the memory of Philip Seymour Hoffman by watching these films and, and chatting it up and following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And like I said, we want to talk about it. Yeah, we lo- clearly we love talking about it. And, any other uh, final notes on Ides of March or anything you no, I just, uh, I don't know. This is actually, we, we were watching, you've, you brought the Blu-ray over, and, uh, oh, look at that, and even it even says you can watch the trailers that played before, and we were watching trailers, but it's got, uh, we got Drive, we got Moneyball, mm. the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think I want, might want to go down, like, a 2011 <laughs> memory lane. <laughs> uh, and, uh, promise, we'll let you guys go, but I really really miss the menus for DVDs and Blu-ray. You know? Yeah, that's where you don't really experience those no, that much anymore. When you restream so much, you don't get menus. Netflix has started to like put the font of the film and like show little clips before, mm-hmm. so it's a little better, but 
menus are just so cool. Like, this is a pretty... It's not, like, an elaborate menu, but it's pretty cool just, like, flexing the scenes in and out like yeah. this. Definitely suggest the Blu-ray. I gotta check out that commentary, too. Maybe uh, before we do our in-between episode, I'll listen to the commentary and see if I can get any other That'd extra be fun. facts. Yeah, and, and if we have any Blu-rays for other future movies, maybe we'll watch the commentary before, do, like, double down on... <laughs> I was gonna say, at the same time, that's, like... No. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a commentary on the commentary. Ooh, what the hell's yeah. Clooney saying here? <laughs> <laughs> Who's... Oh, Grant Hesloff is one of the writers, so George Clooney and Grant Hesloff do the commentary on this one. Nice. So, Kyle, uh, the honors, please. Uh, stay, well, still, I hope you're still staying uncool. Well, we hope you got a little bit cooler than last time, but definitely. No, but it's, it's stay uncool. I believe in miracles. Where you from? You sex a thing, sex a thing, you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along. So 